0: Welcome to the Engineering Influence Podcast from American Council of Engineering Companies, and today we're very pleased to be joined by our board chair, Art Barrett. Uh, Art, thank you for coming in. It's a, uh, it's it's actually a, it's great that you're able to do this. We have our XCOM orientation this week, and uh, for our new members of XCOM coming in, and we haven't really been able to talk since November, really.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. But thanks for having me in. Yeah, uh, you know, great group of XCOM. Uh, representatives coming in and yeah. really excited to to get engaged with them.
0: It, it's a busy time, and they're coming in at a perfect time yeah. to deal with, with everything happening. Um, the, the last time we were together was out in uh, California Long Beach. Yeah, Long Beach for the kickoff of the uh, Engineering and Public Works Roadshow. Uh, of course, we were honoring the uh, Long Beach International Gateway Bridge, uh, which was a project uh, uh, by uh, WSP. And uh, it was a it turned out I think it was a great event, but uh,
1: what are your thoughts about that and the roadshow, you know, in general? I guess the roadshow in general, yeah. Uh, it's just you know demonstrating the essential value of engineering. Mm-hmm. And you know, we can use it for so many different things, yeah, to, to justify the funding associated mm-hmm. with IIJA, just yeah. to justify the need for young people to get engaged with engineering, the essential value of engineering. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many aspects of the roadshow that are going to make us stronger and demonstrate to the public mm-hmm. how important the engineering industry is. I was kind of surprised by the
0: turnout that we were able to get. I mean, we had a representative from uh, the, the general counsel from uh, Federal Highways, we had uh, uh, members of Congress, when we had members from the port, um, and they all had the same message, I think, with the importance of investing in infrastructure and taking advantage of the investment now in place with the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. And now with the 118th Congress, more or less, buttering to a start, uh, <laughs> Yeah, where do you see things happening with the bill? Uh, where do you think ACEC should position itself right now uh, at this point? And, and you
1: know what what are your thoughts yeah. so the the bill in general, you know yeah. it's it's down to appropriations now, and both parties uh, agree that we have to have a strong infrastructure yeah. bill, and so I'm convinced that you know regardless of which party is is uh, in the majority at that time, that both parties understand and that there will be continued collaboration to mm-hmm. make sure that that the funding continues. For I I J A and I R A, both of them are going to be well received by the public, Mm -hmm. providing services for the public. And again, that's what engineers do. So you know we're we're out there looking out for the best way to Mm -hmm. to spend these funds, the best way to make sure that people are safe uh, with the infrastructure.
0: And you know a lot of this is going to come down to the states. Um, You know the federal government has done its job. Uh, you're right. It's a you know really it comes down to appropriations. Now the states have to follow through
1: too, yeah.
0: and that really engages our member organizations.
1: So a big chunk of the bill mm-hmm. is still with the the, the shared funding. Mm-hmm. So the states have to come up with the matching funding. There is another section of the bill though that that is based upon grants and mm-hmm. for, for specific projects. Um, the states in the past are used to the the, the sharing aspect mm-hmm. of it and have had bills, but you look across the country. Um, you know there are states that haven't raised their their gas tax yeah. or their transportation fees uh, in a long time, mm-hmm. and they need to come up with things. And you know with with EV vehicles, you know we have to also come up with other ways to fund it. Yeah. Uh, so the states have a lot of work cut out to do, and I think partially they need to look for some leadership from mm-hmm. Congress because the Congress hasn't raised the yeah. the fuel fund and they haven't addressed. Electric vehicles, or they haven't addressed, you know, money going to transit, mm-hmm. which again best serves the public. Yeah. But we have to make sure that we have ways to fund all these things. Now, one of the priorities of your time in, in chair is uh, uh, strengthening
0: the federation, mo strengthening. Yeah. It's uh, something that you talked about uh, a lot when you uh, first took over the gavel at uh, at the uh, uh, spring convention. Um, where do you see that program going? Where do you want to take it in in twenty twenty three?
1: So. One of the things that ACEC has done well for a long time is listen to the to the members, mm-hmm. member firms, and that comes through the MOs. Um, we have some smaller MOs that don't have the representation that they need to have as far as number of firms so that they have yeah. budgets to, to address things. My big concern with the MO strengthening was that bad legislation could get passed at a state level, mm-hmm. and we needed to make sure that as a federation that we were cautious to make sure that those things weren't happening. And some of the things that the executive committee and the planning cabinet have done have come back to make sure that programs that we have in place Mm -hmm. uh, will make sure that they assist the MO's going in the future for political advocacy, as well as for some of their operations to make Mm -hmm. sure that they can turn uh, a good return on investment back for their member firms draw additional member firms into their organization and have a strong organizational yeah, it's firm. important to the hit
0: really bad legislation you know at the start before it floats up to the
1: yes. federal level so it's critically important well to, once it passes in one state yeah, it's just like it's real fire. easy to pass in another state next yeah. to it or something like that or across the country mm-hmm. and so we have to make sure we're addressing it at each each state mm-hmm. uh, another area that we're we're really conscious of is uh, the indemnification, the yeah. duty to defend, and we'll be coming out with some some videos to to present to the legislators mm-hmm. because it's it's again it's a penalty associated with with engineering to yeah. make us liable for a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's that's a
0: big thing. I mean, we're going to have two videos uh, that are in production right now, uh, being ready to be wrapped up, and uh, and I think it's going to be a great educational tool for state legislators and, and really the general public and anybody who wants to know more about the dangers of uh, broad form of identification and uh, and duty to defend for the engineering industry. Now, I guess looking at what we have ahead for us in, in the next couple of months, I mean, we've got another roadshow event coming up in March uh, in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we have a uh, uh, the Spring Legislative Conference, of course. Um, you know, what What are you looking forward to the most? I mean, what what do you have on your plate coming forward?
1: So you mentioned the the roadshows mm-hmm. coming in the future. Again, I think that's a fantastic program that, that you all put together and excited about continuing to, yeah. to be engaged with that um, and getting individual states across the country mm-hmm. engaged with it because again, it can show so many different things on a broad spectrum. and yeah. So I'm really excited about that. So that's one of the areas where I wanna make sure to continue to, to, to be engaged, yeah. uh, to, to push that aspect of things. Um, but I, I, I would like to make sure we always get out and listen, mm-hmm. uh, not just to the executive directors that are engaged with uh, aspects at the, at the top level within the MOs, but also with member firms. Yeah. And I've encouraged all our vice chairs, um, encourage the people here with the mm-hmm. executive committee orientation to make sure that they're getting out yeah. and listening to folks. Uh, because you know, there are a lot of new aspects that, that will pop up mm-hmm. across the country yeah. and professional registrations, a big part of it, um, continuing to have a resource pipeline for students coming through. Immigration mm-hmm. is something yeah. that's really big issue. It, it's been a big issue for a long time, but it's really uh, becoming a focal point for some of our advocacy because mm-hmm. you know our firms need to make sure that we have mm-hmm. engineers coming into yeah. the future, and we bring you know engineers or candidates for engineering from other countries in. They get training in the U.S. and Fifty percent of them go back home again. Yeah. You know, we have to find ways to make sure that, with, with immigration laws, that we can keep that talent here in the country after we've trained them. Absolutely, that's going to be a big advocacy
0: workforce development, and with the workforce agenda, and especially with a new Congress. You know, I mean, it's just getting that across. That that it's beyond what you see on the news every day. It's it's beyond the immediate crisis that you see. It's, it's it goes beyond that to industries that are supposed to be, you know, working to improve society and. And I mean you're right, yeah you know, we we train, we spend a, a lot of good investment of 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 capital, intellectual capital, and in training engineers at American universities. only for them to go and 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 apply that knowledge to their own <coughs> country. So it's, it's best to keep that here and 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 make best use of it.
1: Recently, spent some time at the Canadian Embassy. where yes. they were talking about the same issue. Mm-hmm. and you know how to encourage people to to look at they they call it the high talent mm-hmm. uh, aspect of of immigration mm-hmm. and how to make sure we're bringing in people that will help us help with help with our society yeah. uh, providing key roles uh, as we go forward with engineering services. Yeah, it's 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 good. no lack of items on the to
0: do list, but uh, we're all engaged on on all those fronts. So it's it's good to good to good to see you know that uh, that we're uh, entering the new year um, at full speed. Um, anything else that you know you should our audience should know you know before uh, before we wrap up and and and
1: I'm just real excited. I've, I'm halfway through my term yep. and I have about six months left, and I just look forward to continuing even beyond my term to, yep. to strive for our engineering industry mm-hmm. and making sure that that we remain strong and that we engage mm-hmm. uh, our engineering firms, uh, engineering talent to to provide services across the country. Outstanding. Well, again, thank you very much for joining us today. I really do
0: appreciate it on the podcast. And again, this has been Engineering Influence Podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Jeff.